Hi, I'm Joel Apple. I'm the Chief Content Officer for ERMI. And in this podcast, you'll learn about migratory bird management and the impact on American agriculture. I'm glad to have as our podcast guest, Vanessa Williams, Wildlife Biologist for Migratory Bird Management. Hello, Vanessa. Thanks for being with us and talking to us today about your work going on with bird management and loss mitigation. Thanks for having me, Joel. Sure. Well, let's go ahead and get right into it. You know, we like to bring topics impacting agricultural insurance to our audience, and the interesting work that your company does really caught our eye. I guess birds can be a mixed blessing for farmers. Sometimes birds increase yields for crops by eating insects and rodents, but they may also devour crops, <laughs> ingest beneficial bugs, or harbor pathogens that pose risk uh, to human health when they show up in food. So obviously I think the environment and social responsibility are, are of great interest to the insurance industry in general. And I think it would be great if we could just take a, you know, a step back just for a moment and have you tell us what, you know, bird mitigation migratory management is all about. Okay. So what we do is we try to protect both people and wildlife, human health and safety, protect the birds. Um, we do a lot of work at airports, keeping birds away from the runways so that they don't interact with the planes. Um, and then, you know, bird droppings carry a lot of pathogens and they're just a big mess. So we do a lot of work keeping birds out of like food processing plants, away from entryways where they could make a mess so that people track that into the building. And then we do a lot of work with agriculture where birds are either eating the crops or they're pooping on the crops and contaminating them with potentially um, dangerous bacteria. Oh, yeah, farmers already have so much to deal with. They don't really need uh, more issues from birds adding to their stress. Yeah, I mean, farmers have crop insurance to cover like major incidents where they lose a lot of their crops. But with birds, it's a little bit different because their losses tend to be sporadic and all over the place and at different times. And it, it kind of depends on, you know, how they're impacting the crops. Sometimes they will eat some of the crop, but not all of it. So if you're looking at like an ear of corn, they're nibbling off the top section, but the rest of the ear is fine, but that's still considered damaged crop that people aren't going to want to buy. Or if they're pooping on it, they have to look at that produce very carefully to check for that contamination before that they can actually use it or they have to toss that thing. So it's not like they can just claim insurance because some birds ingested some of their crop because it's not all in one section of the crop. It's not all on one area of the fruit or other produce. And that can cause quite a stressful situation for farmers. Yeah, kind of that balance between, you know, yield <laughs> and, uh, you know, health and, and, and safety for the, for the consumer. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about crop and crop insurance, but could you talk to us about how this might impact livestock as well? The primary way that birds impact livestock is through livestock food. So livestock and birds eat pretty much the same thing. Lots of birds love grains and livestock food is actually very high protein to make the milk and beef up the, the muscles for creating food for us. Uh, and birds love that, especially when they're raising 
their young and in the winter when the rest of food is scarce. So a lot of farmers will lose quite a bit of their livestock feed to the birds eating it or pooping on it. So farmers don't want their livestock eating food that's contaminated with a bunch of bird disease, especially since there's a lot of pathogens that can be spread between birds and livestock like E. coli or salmonella, stuff like that. And farmers can lose, I, there was one study that showed that the typical dairy farmer loses about $55 per cow per year for the amount of food damaged or eaten by just by birds. Starlings are the primary target for this and they're not even native to the United States. So that makes it even more complicated uh, because they're a lot more difficult to manage because there's so many of them. And that really adds up, like that price point really adds up when you're talking about a dairy farmer that has 10,000 cows. Right, that can add up pretty quickly. I guess, uh, you know, obviously they're eating the, you know, the livestock food, but is it, is this different for, you know, you know, poultry or, you know, I, I got to imagine they also like the same food as some of those animals. They do, but poultry farmers are actually a lot more careful about their feed, primarily because of avian flu, especially right now with this major flu outbreak that's going on right now. Farmers are really careful to keep their, their foodstuffs away from the poultry. The primary issue with poultry isn't actually food, it's avian flu risk. So they don't want them coming into contact with wild birds at all because especially like wild waterfowl can carry avian flu without having any symptoms sometimes. So if they share the same area, food source, water source, or someone steps in droppings, then tracks it into the barn where the, the poultry is stored, that can actually make their birds sick. And domestic poultry really have no resistance to avian flu and it kills a very, very high percentage of birds. Well, I, and I think also my understanding is if, if it's present there, then they usually have to end up having to destroy all of them, right? That's, Correct, yeah. yeah. I think with this current outbreak, we are at 46 states that have had outbreaks. There have been like six outbreaks just yesterday that I saw in different states where they've had to call some of the birds. Right now, prices are mostly impacting eggs and turkey. Chicken mm -hmm. meat is not quite as impacted yet, uh, but we are seeing prices go up, you know, across the board for, for poultry-based products. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I think it's just amazing how many areas bird migration impacts, you know, and so that I guess the impact between domestic animals and wild animals. So maybe you can explain what mitigation might look like. Primarily, we work on finding a biological way to prevent issues from happening in the first place. And the way we do that is through exclusion and deterrence. So we take into account the species that are impacting what the farmer is experiencing. So like a fruit crop would have a different issue than a poultry farm or a dairy farm. They have different species of birds that are utilizing the property for different reasons. So you have to kind of understand what problems they're having. And then we go, we use a bunch of different tools to help prevent those conflicts from happening. So we have 
um, netting that we can use to protect trees from birds. Um, we have other tools to keep them out of barns, protect them from, prevent them from perching in the barn so that they don't defecate on the livestock or their food. One of the primary tools we use is, is actually an automatic laser system. So birds are afraid of this green laser and that works in a random pattern so they don't get used to it and it runs 24 seven. So we can use that to protect crops. We use it to protect agriculture um, and we can use it in barns to keep the birds away from poultry and livestock feed. Uh, we actually do that a lot with avian flu as biosecurity. Wow, that's interesting. A green laser. You know, I, I, I thought maybe you might mention, you know, the plastic owl since, you know, we're Ermi and the owl is our, our image, but maybe, maybe we've gone high tech now. So it looks yeah. like. <laughs> well, the owls can work in conjunction with other techniques, but you kind of have to move them a few times a day because otherwise the birds learn that they're real. Birds are actually quite smart yeah. and they figure things out really quickly. So an integrated management protocol where we go in and, and make sure that we're doing everything and hitting them from every angle so that there's no little loopholes that they can find their way in through is really the best option. Yeah, I guess, you know, we admire birds mostly for their beauty and um, that, but I, I guess you don't really consider how intelligent they are, right? So can you maybe sum up for us why migratory bird management and mitigation is so important, especially, you know, to the agricultural industry in general, farming industry? Yeah, so we've got, you know, a global food crisis going on. As the, I think they said that the eighth billion person was just born on the planet this past month. And that's a lot of people to feed. We really can't be affording to feed birds as well with our food crops, especially now as prices are also going up dramatically for everything, but food as well. We can't, you know, our families can't afford to, to spend money to feed wild birds. And that's basically what we're doing because the farmers have to pass those costs on. If they lose 10, 15% of their crop to birds, that's 10 to 15% less money they're making. So they have to make that up in increasing the prices of the rest of their crops. So finding ways for farmers to be cost efficient with the way that they grow food for us, increasing their yield so that every moment they spend farming, every acre they have that they're farming increases the amount of food available for us and for our economy as well, especially since we export a lot of our food, is just, it's really important that we do everything we can to make sure that we are keeping all of our things that we're growing for ourselves and not sharing with, <laughs> with the wildlife. So you kind of keep them in the, in their natural environment and not create un, unnatural sources of, of food for them. Right. It's better for them as well. We use a yeah. lot of pesticides on our crops. And when the birds eat those crops, they ingest those pesticides. And, you know, humans know to wash our produce before we eat it. And we cook our meat before we, we eat it, but we don't, birds don't do that. So they're getting, and they're, you know, potentially eating the, the crop right after the spray has happened when that's more toxic to them. So it's just better for the birds as well as for us to keep 
our stuff for ourselves and have them find more wild sources of food. Awesome. You know, Vanessa, this has been enlightening. And thanks so much for expanding our knowledge on this topic and the important work you all do, you know, for the migratory bird management. I think that's really important. I think our listeners, you know, if they're interested in learning more, one thing they can do about, you know, any topic in managing risk for agriculture or insurance, they can come visit us. We have a conference in Sacramento, California, February five through seven, uh, this coming year of 2023. So we look forward to seeing you all there. And I want to thank you for being a guest on the Ermi podcast. Thanks for having me. It was really fun to talk to you.